0: Chip Minamire, the Tribune Democrat, joining us as we talked about um, 20th anniversary of 9/11. Chip, always love the way that the newspaper goes beyond the story with uh, a lot of these things, and um, it, it's an interesting, interesting what you have coming out as a follow-up. Some great work that you did in the past. Maybe you could tell our audience all about this.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm delighted to because you know. I I can tell you, year in and year out, you you and I talk about events and, and history, I'm not sure there's anything that means more to this region and this, to this newspaper than the anniversary of 9-11 and the presence of the Flight 93 National Memorial and the history that goes with what happened in the skies above this area and what happened at that at that site in, yeah. in the days, weeks, months, and years after 9-11. It's just an incredible story. Not just the passengers and crew fighting back and taking on the, the terrorists and everybody hopefully knows that whole narrative, but then kind of how the community responded mm-hmm. and embraced those families and their and their time of just incredible pain, yeah. but also became the storytellers of what happened and preserving that incredible that incredible narrative of, of Flight 93 for future generations to continue to understand and be inspired by that. It, it's it's one of the really special special topics for us.
0: And what you've done is captured a lot of those photographs many of these have never been seen before obviously but uh, you know as you go from um, what happened 20 years ago to the stories that have developed 20 years after too I mean this this covers just a just a multitude of different facets doesn't it
1: well uh, yeah no question and, and what and kind of this is a two-part story Bo. Mm-hmm. In, in 2011 or maybe late 2010 we started talking about what can we do for the 10th anniversary because it just seemed like a, a, a moment a milestone that we really needed to recognize and we decided to do a book and we spent a lot of time digging through our own archives and also talking to the key players that the, at the families of flight 93 with the national park service with the all the people who were involved in fundraising and a lot was happening in, in 2011 and that included like i said fundraising land acquisition they had already gone through uh, a design contest to see what the place might look like and uh so we did that book in 2011 called Heroes Were Made, mm-hmm. and that that title came from a, a speech that Tom Ridge gave at Flight 93, and he graciously worked with me and did the uh, the foreword for that first book in 2011. Right. So I, I was able to kind of develop a relationship with him. I'm obviously concerned about his health. Now yeah. here in 2021, yeah, I saw right. a tweet over the weekend where he said, thanks for everybody who's been thinking of me and praying for me. I'm feeling better, I'm going through rehab. So. The news wasn't good, seems to be a bit better. Tom Ridge has a you know, a deep connection to Flight ninety three and to our region. Yeah. Because of that. Right. But he blessed us with a foreword for the book and then we really spent time kind of breaking down how could we tell that story as of that moment. Yeah. So it became, you know, a look at a look back at two thousand one and what happened on September eleventh and all that had transpired with you know the trials and things like that. So there was the whole terrorism piece. Then there was the Forty, as it became known, passengers and crew who were on that plane who reacted to the hijackings, which had already happened in New York City and at in Arlington at the Pentagon. That planes had already been crashed there, and they knew what was going on, and they kind of challenged the cockpit and tried to get, you know, uh, you know, as, as everybody says really were thinking about their own loved ones on the ground and their mm-hmm. own lives being on the line here but indirectly saved a lot of lives probably whether that plane was headed for the u.s capitol or the white house or wherever it was headed and uh so it you know it's just an incredible story yeah. and it's, it has stayed with me deeply ever since i first encountered it and uh You know, I just think what we tried to do then was was capture that that spirit. And then also the the place which was developing at the time Now you probably remember early on. It was a chain link fence and people were leaving notes and candles and stuffed animals. And there was a place to write down your thoughts. And and so that that was a very special time. Right. And when we were working on this book, it was transitioning Mm -hmm. to a permanent national park. And uh, like I said, the, the design was in place. That whole contest had been done. The fundraising was pretty much where it needed to be, but not complete. And uh, literally, um, construction was underway. Yeah. So we put out a book, and, and we had to be done with it in the summer of 2011. The first phase of that memorial opened in September of 2011. So we have a lot of photographs, but none of them are the completed Uh, First phase which was the wall of names if you go there you can see all the names on a kind of a white marble wall And then in the the plaza which you can walk and kind of go through this near the crash site and that kind of thing So none of that stuff was complete yet Um, so that was When my book came out we had also a whole chapter on how the Somerset County regional community responded Mm -hmm. and whether it was uh, volunteers or the ambassadors which is the people who volunteer to stay there and tell the story or what was happening in local schools what was happening you know in churches and things like that so that was the book we put out in 2011 and uh frankly it's 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 the the thing i'm most proud of in my career really and all the way to the ceo of our company it's one of the best things that the company believes it has ever done yeah and we were doing at the time with no concept that that's where we were going to land. Right. But we did try to put everything we had into it. Yeah. So we kind of did a, you know, we're not holding anything back. Right. So we, the design is as good as it could possibly be, we thought. Yeah. A lot of great photography, included pictures that oh. had never been published prior to that. Yeah. Including from way back. Um, kind of all the bells and whistles of a book that you can think of. Uh, dust, dust jacket, uh, a gold embossed inside cover high grade you know white paper you know glossy paper we just everything they, they had to offer at the mm. printer we said yes we'll do that mm. and uh you know i think people appreciated that level of commitment to that topic which yeah. which is really important
0: what's great about it too and you know i think this is an important point to address because of the commitment of the tribune democrat um he didn't make money off of this i mean this is this is not something you do for profit and that's what you were thinking
1: yeah the margins are not high on books and we're not in a book era yeah either, so it's not like stephen king you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time people resonated it resonated with people i'm sorry yeah. and uh, you know the original printing was five thousand copies we were lucky in that the folks at the national park service wanted our book at the site so it's available there
0: yeah
1: still is you can walk into their visitor center right now and find it on the shelf which is gratifying and they want the new one we're going to do an update on it that's that's kind of really nice and uh you know, it, it, it's just, it turned out to be a really special project. A lot of key people were involved. I, I meant to, to talk about some of the folks who were there who aren't even with us anymore. It was a collaboration between the Tribune Democrat and Johnstown Magazine. Mm-hmm. And really the top designers we have are associated with the magazine typically, or the advertising department. Mm-hmm. And Kimberly Williams, who's now retired, was the lead designer for Johnstown Magazine, who put this book together in several of our earlier books. Mike Fair was kind of the lead reporter at the time on, on Shanksville. He's since moved on. He lives in New England, but he was a great reporter from here. Went to Four Sales, went to UBJ, worked at the Tribune for quite a while. And then Dave Lloyd, who was a photographer then, who took an iconic shot early on after the crash. Dave has since passed away. Dave
0: yeah, was a great guy.
1: And so, you know, w- we're leaning on the efforts of those folks who are not even still at the Tribune.
0: Yeah wonderful and i love the fact that you can trace this through almost three separate periods is what we're talking about when this happened in 2001 the developments of those 10 years that passed in 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 2011 just had a conversation with john rikoski about this uh about the 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 park as it stands now and and like things you don't think about like such as the environmental impact yes. right now that that facility uh it's 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 beautiful you know just show the you know the picture of the front cover that i just saw of the new publication
1: what a beautiful place well let me describe kind of what we did you're absolutely right and that story that john is working on isn't complete yet he's talking Mm -hmm. about the environmental impact there whether it's acid mine drainage or species of plants that are kind of localized or, or different Insects and birds. I mean, just a bunch of different ways you can look at environmental yeah. impact at Flight 93. It's a windy place, obviously, so you can you can study a lot of different things there. And he's working on that. Um, what this new book that we're coming out with is, is really an extension of the original book. It's not a totally new book, and I don't want folks to misunderstand that. Mm-hmm. Because what we felt we did was pretty good mm-hmm. in 2011. But also, 10 years later, that's an incomplete story. All right. It, it things kept happening after mm-hmm. after the book came out so in 2011 you get the completion of the first phase which is the wall of names in the plaza then a few years later I think in 15 they opened the visitor center which is just an incredible place where you can actually literally pick up a phone and hear the voice of someone who was on the plane leaving a message for their loved ones Wow! Um, yeah. that, that's as powerful, powerful. as yeah. I've ever encountered yeah. along with a lot of artifacts and things like that and then just a couple of years ago, they opened the Tower of Voices, and it's now complete. It took them a couple of years to get all the different chimes set and built and things like that, and as of last fall, it's good to go. Yeah. So when you enter the, the site, the first thing you see is this tower just kind of standing up there so the wind catches through it. And you drive on down to the visitor center and the education center, and there's an overlook platform there you can look down and see the crash site on down. And there's a boulder that marks it. This is for folks who maybe haven't been there in a while. I recommend you go back if you're, right. if your if your recollection is a chain link fence, which was a incredibly moving experience, I think for most yeah. people, it's different now. It's not, you know, it's not the same. But it's still powerful, especially that visitor center area or walking the wall of names and touching the names engraved in that wall and knowing what happened. That's really, really special.
0: When can people look for this and what can they do to access some information about what you're doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the goal of the book is at the printer, as you and I are talking, Mm -hmm. with the goal being it'll be back to us ahead of the 9-11 anniversary naturally Mm -hmm. and so you know we we've done a lot of tweaking and revising so we're we're hopeful that we have it by the end of august Mm. that's kind of the time Mm -hmm. frame and i think our marketing folks are putting together some ads and 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 some promotional materials now that'll start appearing on our website tribdem.com and in the tribune democrat about how you can get the book yeah we do have an online store through tribdem.com with one of the drop-down menus, and you'll be able to purchase it there if you want to. Or you can stop in the office on Locust Street downtown, or you can go out to Flight 93, which I highly recommend, mm-hmm. see the place, and then pick the book up while you're there. And they mm-hmm. actually have dozens of very good books. there yeah. on both 9-11 broadly and Shanksville specifically. So I think uh, there's a lot of different ways people will be able to get it, and that's kind of the time frame of when it'll be in-house. you probably be able to purchase it ahead of time, And then have us deliver it to you. But that stuff we're just getting ready to roll out kind of how that is gonna be done. What you'll see in the book is a a couple of primary areas of expansion. Now the first book had an extensive section on each of the anniversaries. Up through two thousand nine, no, two thousand ten, which was nine years, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Obviously there's been ten more since then. There's about to be another one. But we went back and pulled photographs and, and key things that speakers said and just important aspects of each of those nine eleven anniversaries that have happened since 2011. You're also going to see an expansion of the section about the place, which I kind of alluded to. So you have all those different phases explored in terms of when they opened and what, what happened and what why they are where they are. In addition to what we already had there, which was a lot of background leading up to those moments. We didn't take anything out. Mm-hmm. We just added new and tried to enhance some things that were already there. One thing that I'm really pleased about that bugged me the whole time was we have the 40 folks who were passengers and crew, but we only had headshots of about three-quarters of them. Mm. Don't know why. Even yeah. my own memory is not reminding me of how that took place. We've right. got them all, yeah. which, which is what should have happened. Oh, wow, that's so cool. that's one little thing. Yeah, It, for me, seems really important. Yeah, And uh, you know I think the families will appreciate that, too
0: we obviously cannot forget uh, the uh, importance the historical significance of this and you know especially with reminded that all of this took place locally you know sometimes we need to be reminded of just the impact that that had upon this region you know again i mean it just goes back to the stories of where you were that day and that how this affected so much stuff locally.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, it 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 is part of who we are mm-hmm. here, and none of those folks who perished there were from here. Right. But they became part of our community, mm. not of their own doing through yeah. a tragic circumstance. Yeah. But they took important steps ahead of that that, you know, allowed it to happen here. Just fate. You know, I, I was in a newsroom, I remember very vividly, and we were tracking what was happening in New York City, and then, then at the Pentagon, so to, and then all of a sudden we're learning, wait a second, there's another plane still up, and and it, it comes down in Pennsylvania. So, uh, it instantly became a local story at mm-hmm. that point, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then, you know, kind of telling that story going forward, as, as I said, the Somerset County community especially really made that story their own embraced it. Yeah. Now the responsibility becomes, and part of the reason for a National Memorial is the people who weren't alive or weren't old enough yet to have memories of 9-11. Right. I talk to people all the time. They were in elementary school or they were born after 2001 mm-hmm. or they were so young that don't they don't have that specific aha moment. Oh, yeah, I know exactly where I was when I heard about mm-hmm. it. So those people, we, they need to hear this story. Oh, yeah. They need to experience it. And... Uh, that's what the National Memorial is all about. That's also why we wanted to update the book. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the cover, and people will get to see it soon enough. But the original cover was a, the mo- was a moment shortly after the, the crash occurred. And photographer Dave Lloyd was among the first people there. It's an iconic image. It was on a front page of the New York Times. And it was just an incredible image. And he, he, like I said, he had access pretty early on. That was the, the photo from 9-11 from our area. Mm-hmm. And what we've done now is taken that photo onto the back cover and put a a, kind of a very elegant photograph by John Rakoski, who you mentioned, Mm -hmm. of the Tower of Voices with the light shining behind it. And a really elegant design by Caroline Feitner, who's a designer with the magazine. Yeah, she's
0: phenomenal.
1: Kim Williams, successor with the magazine and also with our book projects. She's fantastic. She took that image by John and just turned it into a very elegant, serious, somber cover that I think takes the story forward 20 years. And that's the trick with this, right? Right. You can't forget what happened in 2001, by all means. But you also have to think about where this story is headed, and how can we perpetuate it in people's minds and hearts going forward. Mm -hmm. And it's places like the Tower, and the Visitor Center, and the the Wall of Names. But when we do books, we also have to think about, you know, refresh, and, and take it forward and uh, that was really part of the mission.
0: Uh, great stuff, interesting, and uh, we look forward to seeing that. Chip, if anybody wants to reach out to you, what would you advise they do? Uh,
1: I answer my phone, 814-532-5091. That's one direct access point. See at Tribdem.com by email. Those are the two best ways to, to come to me with story ideas, complaints if that's the case, mm-hmm praise occasionally if that's Mm -hmm. the case that's we don't mind that um but also just good ideas and good feedback matters yeah and i want to know what people think i want to you know and everybody on the staff feels the same way right We, we need the voice of the people to come back to us and say great job here maybe you could have done better over here or you know here's something coming up this is really important yeah you ought to know about Mm -hmm. and we really rely on the community to keep us in the loop a lot of times people think people think i'm omniscient i'm Mm -hmm. not i'm Mm -hmm. very much not and uh, i need i need organizations and individuals to say hey this is coming up don't forget us yeah absolutely always enjoy this conversation ship thanks for your time very important to us to be able to sit and talk with you and talk to your listeners and and get their feedback. So anytime I can do it, I'm going to do it. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Best wishes with this project.
1: Thank you.